Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Welcome to another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens. And today we're asking the question, does age matter in financial planning? We asked, does age matter in a lot of things in life, David? So why not ask it about in financial planning as well? This should be a fun episode today, and I'm looking forward to it. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I am doing well. Can't particularly account for myself, but everything's good at, good at my house. Uh, how about yours? I understand you recently took a nice little vacation. We got to see the Grand Canyon for the first time ever, David, which was pretty awesome. And uh, so we and got to do it in style a little bit, a little splurge. For the Storholtz, uh, celebrating Connie's new job, we I heard uh, you heard it, I heard you saw it from the air. We saw it from the air. It was a surprise trip for Connie, and congratulations on on getting her new job and starting it. And so I took her on a surprise trip. She had no idea what we were doing until the last minute, literally on location at the airfield. And uh, we we had hired a company out of Vegas to uh, do a, they do helicopter tours, you know, touristy thing. But yeah, we did a helicopter tour of. The Grand Canyon. And so they flew us over Lake Mead and the Hoover Dam, dropped us into the bottom of the canyon where we landed and had pictures and all that good stuff. And then they took it right back off and took us back to Vegas. And that was the trip. And uh, it was awesome. It was a great time. And uh, she was she was blown away and very excited about it all. And it was a really nice way to kind of, uh, I don't know, celebrate her new job and all that good stuff. So that is very cool. Yeah. So we were we were pumped about it. I highly recommend it. Bucket list item. David has now told me he's he's going to have to do that next conference he has to go to in Vegas. <laughs> exactly. Get myself up in a big old chopper. Do it. It was great. Uh, I, I, can I give a free plug, David? I, I, I got to. They were that good. Maverick Helicopters. So look them up out in Vegas. Great tour. Outstanding outfit. And uh, my brother-in-law, who is a pilot and, and was in the military, I sent him pictures, and he the first thing he wrote back was, excellent helicopter. He was like, that's a good one. This is a professional outfit. So he immediately was looking at the safety of the helicopters and was like, oh, this is a good, this is a good outfit. You're in good shape here. This is, they know what they're doing. So not sketchy by any means. That uh, would but, be step one in choosing your yes. helicopter to ride through the Grand Canyon. In. Yes, absolutely. Will we have fun is not the first question that gets asked. Um, <laughs> will we return safely? Will we return? What's your crash record? So anyway, it was a great experience, very professional, and uh, highly recommended to anybody who finds themselves out there or wants to see the Grand Canyon in a very unique way. Definitely do it. Well, our map, if you will, for today's episode, David, will be a pretty simple one. Again, we're asking that question, does age matter in financial planning? And we're just going to kind of take it by the decades a little bit, not necessarily neat and clean by, you know, through each uh, decade of your life. But we've got some age brackets that will sort of pigeonhole this conversation into in four parts. And so is this a question that you get from people that you're working with or planning with or, or more just a, a way for different people in different ages to kind of think about their planning? Well, I work with people in different age categories, and I am not a one-size-fits-all person. And so I, I advise very differently based on, on age. And so I, this, is, this is important to me. But not every person like me in, that's a professional in this business is going to think about it the same way. So after we're done with this, you might say, well, that was totally logical or he is nuts. And so what's really important, I think, is to find, assume you're going to work with somebody, find somebody that you share a philosophy with 
And the three things you got to, you have to like them, you have to trust them, and you have to share a philosophy. And so I'm going to tell you a lot mm -hmm. about my philosophy of financial planning by age category or age grouping. And some of it is going to ring true to you. And some of it might not. And that's, that's awesome. Because if it doesn't, that means you're already thinking through a lot of the things that you need to think through. So what I hope to do here is stimulate some, some thought process because we have listeners in each of these age categories and there's something different to think about with each step up in age category you get to. Two things. First, it sounds like the answer is yes, age does matter in financial planning. So that was an easy one to answer. But yes, looking forward to the details of each of these uh, age groups. And two, I doubt anyone has ever listened to an episode of this show and between the two of us thought it was you was the one that was crazy. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I think you're I think you're in good shape there of that not happening on today's show, uh, at least not in earnest. So uh, let's dive in, David, without further delay. Uh, we'll start young and, and, and go more seasoned. So 20s and 30s is our first kind of bracketed age group. What about the 20 and 30 crew? In my view, the 20s and 30s, you can be a little you can be fairly loose in your financial planning. But there's a couple of things you really can't afford to be loose at. I really believe that you need to write down financial goals and they need to extend out to the day you retire or past that. And you're like, well, that's, that's 40 years away. I have no idea what's going to go on. Well, of course you don't because we don't know what's going to go on tomorrow. But what you do want to have is a written plan on a piece of, you know, yellow scratch pad, but lay out goals for each of the next four or five decades of your life. And then make sure every January 1st, uh, in between college bowl games, you calculate your net worth. And if you do, so th that's kind of the, the lead off for in your 20s and 30s. I'm really strong in believing that you need to start by saving 10% of what you make. And then every time you get a raise, try to increase that percentage a little bit. Maybe it's 11% after your f first raise and it's 12% after your second raise. And you're like, well... I'd sure like to have this or I'd like to have that. What you don't want to do is have your standard of living keep up with your earnings growth. You want your earnings growth to outpace your standard of living. I think it's really important in your 20s and 30s to understand that your real retirement engine is your career, not how smart you are with your investments. So I, I, as I was putting this together, I thought back on a couple of stocks that I bought. I, I mean, I slayed it with these stocks. Anybody from Kansas City knows Marion Labs. And there was a little paper company downtown called Stewart Hall. And I mean, I killed it on these two stocks. Very exciting wins. But now looking back, there wasn't enough money invested in any of those to make a big difference. And so it really was more about getting to where you're trying to get to is much more about investing systematically and investing fearlessly in your 20s and 30s. Don't get all hung up about whether you can pick a really good stock or whether the market is going to go up or down. Work real hard on your career. Build that, that income-making engine and then make sure you don't live above your means and save starting at 10% and bump it up each time. And in your 20s and 30s, if you do that, by the time you reach your 40s, you're going to be well on your way to retiring 
very comfortably. Doesn't mean you're going to retire rich, but you're going to retire very comfortably. Okay, very good. That's a really good uh, kind of food for thought and guidance for those of us in our 20s and 30s. If you've got more questions about what you should be doing in that age group, uh, we'll keep keep listening. We'll give you some ways to get in touch with David if you've got something else on your mind. Uh, we ha- just recently had a listener question episode, and we have those all the time here on the show. We can take questions from folks no matter what age you are. Uh, All right, so let's move to the next bracket here, David. Age 40 to, let's call it 55. How about that age bracket? Yeah, so that's kind of a a loose time bracket, but it's it's also the time when if if you're married and have kids, your kids are getting close to college. Expenses are, I mean, baseball uniforms, and uh, I mean, there's just a gazillion things to spend money on. And so I think it's really important to make sure that on still on a regular basis, you're revising and tightening down your goals, that you're still calculating that net worth annually and making sure that it's going up each year, hopefully each year. And this is a time when a lot of times your earning power is getting to its best part, its best time. And it's also when your expenses start to go through the roof. So everybody has a different, I'm going to focus right now on kids and college. And I think it's just important to really set boundaries. And I've got friends and clients who did it different ways. The three ways I'm going to mention are, we'll just pay for it all, or you pay for it all just like I did when I was your age, hmm. or somewhere in between. And so a lot of my, a lot of the financial advice that I am married to and wedded to in my career has to do with the way that Linda and I did things when, when we were younger, because it worked out for us. So, you know, our deal was, well, we'll pay for undergrad. So you're not going to, you're not going to graduate from college with any debt, but if you want to go to grad school, that's pretty much on your nickel. Now I have, I got friends and clients that pay for everything. And that's a choice that you get to make. But I think it's really important that you, that you know what the plan is in your forties and fifties, because it's pretty easy to get off track with your retirement saving and investing if you let your expenses get out of control. So whatever your plan is, write it down, stick to it, and adjust it as life happens to you. But these are the these are the big earning years usually for a career. And so you have a lot of opportunity to either get ahead of your plan or fall behind. I think that's huge uh, to know that you, you're still a little bit in that that mode of the looseness of the 20s and 30s group, but with a little bit more complications, obviously, just entering into your life during those phases and also starting to maybe getting a little bit tighter, like I'm imagining is going to happen as we go up to the next grouping in the next bracket. Now, my first question on this next bracket, David, so now we're into kind of the group number three here, is is sort of just why, why these ages that you've picked out here. But the next group is age 55 to 67. Seems like maybe that's a, (laughs) maybe Social Security is setting that uh, that back end age. Yeah, so in in my business, this would kind of be be called the retirement red zone. So thinking back to, you know, football analogy, when you get in in the red zone, what you you just have to put points on the board at the red at the red zone for those who don't follow football is anytime your team gets inside the opponent's twenty yard line and the expectation is we need to score here hopefully a touchdown maybe a field goal but we have to score we can't fumble we can't throw an interception and we can't get stalled out so what you want to do in this 
all of a sudden now when you're 55, 58, 60, you're thinking, maybe I retire early. Maybe I, I let the 40s get away from me and I haven't done enough. Whatever your situation is, you tend to get a lot more focused on the last 30 years of your life when you're 10 years away from that period. So I went 55 to 67. 67 is, the, is the, gonna be the normal retirement age for pretty much anybody younger than me. And so this is when you might decide to go get some professional help. I personally think that a little bit of professional help or a lot of good reading will suffice in your 20s, 30s, 40s. But once you get 10 years away from retirement, I think that getting professional help can be super helpful because you're going to do a couple of things. You're going to, you might embrace some sort of tactical investment management strategy, which says, well, I used to just ride the down and then ride it back up knowing that I had 30 or 40 years to retirement, but now I got 10 years to retirement and I might want to take some protective steps with a portion of my money. You want to make sure that at, at this point, I think it's worth it to have an actually kind of a fine-tuned written financial plan. And then you're also going to want to really start focusing on where is my retirement income going to come from. Before 55, you're raising your family, you're, you're working on your career, you're building assets, and you're not really focused on where's my income going to come in retirement? Well, in retirement, it's going to come from Social Security, maybe a pension, but pensions are going away really fast. Uh, so then you have IRA withdrawals. And maybe in this year, in this period, five, 10 years before retirement, you look at some sort of annuity product that's going to pay you a lifetime income. Maybe you look at an, an index universal life policy while you're young enough that you can put money into that can provide tax-free income in retirement. So there are, there are certain strategies you can use once you're 50 or 52 or 55 and older that can really help you accomplish your specific goals in retirement, whether you have earned and saved too little or whether you've earned a lot and saved a lot. At that point, you're probably wondering, how do I protect myself and my family from taxes as opposed to do I have enough? So that's that retirement red zone. You have a lot more things to think about and a lot more actions that you can take that are gonna significantly influence your life after retirement. Big, big planning years, 55 to 67. A lot of important stuff happening in there that's going to influence the rest of your life, it sounds like. So make sure you're getting things right when you're in that age, for sure. So if you're, uh, and it's, you know, 55, 67, all these age brackets are somewhat loose, I would imagine. You know, if you're 54, and um, you're thinking about, you know, uh, you're already thinking about retirement or maybe you're thinking about retiring early, you'd be considered in that third third group. So keep that in mind, too. Uh, all right, David, our last group would, I guess, be 67 plus or 68 and onward, just solidly retired, perhaps, is how we can describe that last group. What's the exactly. focus and, or the difference there? And to your prior point, Walter, I have clients that are 60 and retired. I have clients that are 72 and still working. I have a couple of clients that are past retirement age and still working because they need to. I have more that are still working because they want to. It's, you know, it's work is optional and they like it. So, but once you're retired, then you have to have, I think, a really keen focus on 
your plan and not so much on what the market is going to do. The better your plan is, the more you understand that if I have a well-structured investment portfolio, usually heavily related to your IRA rollover portfolio, that you're going to have the confidence to spend the money that you want to spend in retirement, even when there's a down market like we're in right now. And so it's much more a focus on your plan and how much is going to be left at age 100 based on the assumptions you've built into your plan, including spending, taxes, and inflation. And not so much about how did my account do last month or last quarter or last year. And then there's a certain element of managing your expenses, but not to the to the extent of cheating your lifestyle. So if you've done well for yourself, yourselves during your working years, it can be kind of easy to once, once the paycheck stops to get a little frozen up and say, oh gosh, I don't have that money coming in any, anymore and we might live a long time. So let's not do this or let's not take that trip or, or whatever it would be. And that is really where having a really good plan, a detailed plan comes in very handy to giving you the confidence to actually spend the money to enjoy the retirement lifestyle that you work so many decades to try to afford. And I've got clients that are, I have a few clients that are in jeopardy of running out of money, but I have more clients <laughs> that are in severe jeopardy of leaving way more money than they think they're going to or want to for the next generation. So retired can be tricky in both of those, on both ends of that spectrum, overspending and not having enough assets or underspending because you don't have the confidence to spend the assets down that you worked so hard to build over the years. So it's really a time to focus on your plan. Make sure you have a really good plan. Update the plan once a year. There's no reason to update it more often than that. Uh, and then continue to calculate that net worth. And that'll give you the, the confidence that you want in retirement. So many good things to think about through all of these different age groups, and hopefully that illustrates some of the differences. Yes, uh, age does matter in financial planning, how you should approach it, how you should think about it, uh, what's going to be appropriate and right for you. Some of those great examples covered on the show today. So if you've got questions and want to dive in a little bit deeper, you're in one of these groups and you feel like maybe you're out of alignment a little bit or not doing what you should be doing to fully prepare for your financial future, well, that's a good signal to Give David a call and have a conversation about what's going on in your financial life and how to improve. So the number to dial is 913-317-1414 if you have any questions at all. 913-317-1414. And online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. That's CoverYourAssetsKC.com. And all that contact information is in the description or the show notes section of today's program as well and should be easy for you to find. David, thanks for walking us through these different age groups and helping us with this financial planning conversation today. And we'll have another good topic, I'm sure, on tap next week. We'll gin one up, and I think it'll be a lot of fun next week. You enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Will do. Thank you, David. We appreciate it. And thanks for joining us, everyone. We will see you next time on Cover Your Assets, KC. 
Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.